Hello there, welcome to PTI Australia. I'm Russell Barwick. You are Sam Kekovich. I am. Week two of the election campaign. What's tickled your fancy? Uh, would you believe some wagging camera has missed his vocation in life and decided we should abolish slang so our new migrants can assimilate and learn the diction a little bit better? Are you fair dinkum? Would I be pulling your leg? Don't come to raw prawn with me, Sam. What's another one? Struth! What else? Drongo? Yeah. You're flaming Drongos? What's wrong with that? Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong oh, with this. Diggers rest. You Morton Bay fig. <laughs> Nothing wrong with Australian <laughs> slang. Outstanding. If you don't know it, learn it. Learn it. Welcome to our country. Yeah. Learn it. Tonight on the show, Duffner's got the monkey off his back. Potter's gone, but now he's back. The Wallabies, will they have a crack? And are the pies on the attack? Oh, I love it. Put your duke there, mate. How good is that? Ah, very good. And that all leads to our new segment where we decide who we should back and who should get the sack. Mm -hmm. Plus, Toss-Up gets a Guernsey, and it's all brought to you, of course, by our very good friend, sportingbet.com.au. Indeed it does. And we start with the biggest story right now is Essendon and the AFL. The saga rolls on, as we know. But I want to ask you a question about James Hurt. He has remained defiant, adamant, stoic, whatever you want to use. He has not wavered from the get-go, but... Where do you think James Hurd will end up, say, in six weeks, eight <laughs> weeks, 12 weeks, next year? Where's... You think he is the big carcass that the AFL Where's the crystal wants? ball? Because somewhere along the line, I see that the, 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 the arrows are being pointed at James Well, Hurd. he's remained steadfast through the entire ordeal. As you rightfully alluded to, he never wavered. But, yes, you're right. The AFL would want to send out a very strong message, mm -hmm. assuming that there is something to answer to. And James Hurd will no doubt... Well, and, be and the this target. is going to go on for a while. But I'm suggesting James Hurd will still be at Windy Hill next year. That's an amazing thing. Because well, I, I'm I'm, what I'm suggesting is that, yes, the AFL... The AFL have to be deemed as doing something in the eyes of the public and protecting the... Assuming... And I, I agree, there has been nothing proven. There's a lot of words, a lot of innuendo, talk, a lot of innuendo. Until and proven. James has been stoic yeah. the whole way through. But I think that one way or another will come down to the fact that it'll be... Heard goes, the rest of you stay. Well, you're assuming that, OK? Maybe that's the case. But the only thing, uh, of course, it's incumbent upon all of them to provide a safe working place for the players. Now, whether that can be proven one way or another, but I'm adamant that uh, James Heard will still be at Windy Hill. To the golf and in the US PGA, Jason Duffner won shooting 10 under par, including a 63 on Saturday in what was a record round for the major events. Adam Scott was there or thereabouts. Mm. Tiger, he faltered. Hasn't broken par at Oak Hill ever, but was this redemption for Duffner, who blew that four-shot lead? Oh, without a doubt. So many or so few years ago. To his very good friend too, Keegan, Keegan Bradley, Bradley. Would you believe? I loved the golf. I thought it was outstanding. I thought the course was extremely challenging. Wasn't that a great oh, tournament great. to watch? It was outstanding. It had everything. It tested the golfer with every conceivable shot or every club he'd have in his bag. And and at one stage there with Adam Scott you know, uh, in the lead or thereabouts mm. after a couple of rounds. It felt like there was mm. uh, something else going to happen. And I just special. love, I don't know about you, but, I, you know... He's, he's, he's going to win another one, He's being criticised a lot for his laconic mannerism. I love his mannerism. Who? Duffner? Uh, yeah, Duffner. You know, got, that laconic... He's got you know, the lift uh, thing going on. Yeah, I, don't know what, I don't know whether it's chewing fantastic. tobacco or just a couple of... Well, I'll of tell you what, it did him no harm in the, uh, in the 23 chromosome variety. What about that? What about the partner? Good type. Good type. She is right up at the he summit, mate. He must have got her. He has punched above his weight to... there. There's got a lot of... A lot I of... have too, so have you. We're both punching above our weight. No, but I thought he was outstanding. I thought the golf in 
in general was just absolutely fantastic. And I think, you know, Rory's fight back was good. Yeah. It was about other people. Sure, Tigger, no good. But, no, Tigger, uh, don't no, worry. Miggleson, no. Yeah. And my mate Adam Scott, he'll be winning more of these events oh, so yeah. very shortly. Well, those who thought the Australian cricket team and cricket in general was back on track after that third test draw got a serious wake-up call in the fourth test. England routed us in the final session on day four to win it easily. We lost nine for 77. We lost five for 13 and our credibility. Five for 20, yeah. Well, I'm going to tell you something now. That was disgraceful. Look. I went to bed. It was two for 160-odd. Uh, I'm sick of just criticising Australian test cricket side. Because I'm going to take Ryan Harris out of there. I'm going to take a bit of Michael Clark out of there. Chris I'm going to take Rogers. a bit of Chris Rogers out of there. And I'm going to take a bit of Peter Siddle out of there. Yeah. The rest are just not up to David test Warner, cricket. David Warner. David Warner should not be playing. Well, he came David back. David Warner is one of the reasons that we capitulate. Mm. Because we have, honestly, we have the mindset of a gnat. Well, this we just Buff can't Lehman, concentrate. Well, hang on. You go back to Buff Lehman and as being the, the Messiah hasn't really delivered on anything. No, I mean, we've lost seven out of our eight last tests. Mate, this has been endemic over a period of time. But you can't expect Buff to overnight heal uh, all the all the foibles Well, then we why have. did they punt the first coach then? If well, there's maybe a good, a good question to ask uh, It cost them $404 million to pay him but out I'm or whatever I'm just saying, whenever the moment arrived, whenever a definitive, pivotal moment in time arrived in a test match, it was always the Poms that had... Stuart we used Broad to be able to do it. seven wickets. I know. But we were the ones who would always be able to respond. It was a, it, it was uh, an Australian trade that awful. come at the pressure, come at the man. Well, we are pathetic because we can't even get runs in shield cricket and on. the players aren't conditioned. To the NRL, and the West Tigers were about to sack coach Mick Potter in just his first year in the gig. The team's hit 15 with just six wins for the year and their largest loss came against latest the worst loss. team in the comp. Latest loss. Yeah, their largest and latest. Oh, not their largest, their no, latest. Wasn't their largest. Two Parramatta. Points. But now they want to change their mind. So they should, should they punt him or should they keep him? They should keep him. They're already paying for Tim Sheens. We've got the she arguably the best paying coach him, in Australia paying as a mentor. $50,000. No, he's not a mentor. He doesn't even turn up. Oh, well, You're he, paying him $50,000 a month or whatever it is. No, they shouldn't punt him. Look, there were some issues. Don't even believe for a minute that there weren't issues within the club with the Benji situation. I'm yeah. hearing others were asking around. Why is Farrah not signed up already? He's the, uh, no, he's the signed up. He hasn't been put to the yeah, NRL. They haven't got a major sponsor. They might be able to pay the bills. Let's just let the let everything calm down at the West Tigers for a, We've had a bad year. So what? Every team gets their turn no, at bad years. Get Mick like... Potter at least 12 months in the job to sort things out. He's got some no. great talent in that organisation. Oh, what do you think they do should think, punt him? Do think, no, I don't say they should punt him. I'm saying... But they need to address the real issues. It's not the coaching issue there. I understand, to but the question Benny is Benji about Marshall Potter. Marshall to parade himself there in Facebook with He's, a uh, Auckland the Blues, that's a disgrace. That's the first thing they should do. They should say to Benji, look, love your work, we'll you still you pay you, yeah. see you later. We're going to pay him anyway. They need some good news they and some, some good stories. Good get Farrah signed, put him up there immediately... I agree. ..and get on the front foot. Collingwood backed up last week's big win over Essendon to knock off Premiership heavyweights in the Sydney Swans on the weekend. Now, do the Pies all of a sudden have to be talked about now as a genuine flag chance, remembering over the next three weeks they've got Hawthorne this Friday, go to West Coast, yeah. and then they play your mob in the last week? Well, Williams, Thomas and their younger blokes, Elliot, I meant to say they've got a magnificent uh, midfield. They're hard running. Oh. Luke Ball's back in. See, Luke Ball's very good in and under close. They've got Pendlebury, Swan and Co., Reed and you know defence a bit of a problem because... You know who the best player was on the weekend? The s samurai sword-wearing Grundy. The big ruckman. Yeah. 
He's, he's been outstanding. He's incredible. About 25 hitouts. I can't see a place Jolly for Jolly in, no. in that side. This guy is hard. Mm. He's 19. He was elbowing and shoving and throwing his weight well, around. Well, two Shintaro, weeks ago, I think we call it. I'll tell you what, it's a fluctuating game because two weeks ago he would have said... Connie McCaffrey would have said, no, was outstanding on Jack. Jack, yeah. Jack kicked the ball three times. Well, they're a hard-running side. They're disciplined. They're starting to get a lot of players back. And, you know, Cloak's only putting in a moderate effort at the moment. When he comes good as well... If they beat... Hawthorne this week, which I think they will. They can. Hawthorne were pretty average against mm. St Kilda, and Hawthorne have been pretty average the last few weeks, so they lost to Richmond mm. as well. I think the way they played on the weekend and the way a couple of those players shut down uh, some of their Swans midfield, if they do that again, they'll be winning against Hawthorne yeah, and they'll be no, pushing for top four. They're like if you're a Collingwood member at the moment. They're coming good at the right time of the mm. year. So the Bledisloe Cup has snuck up on us for the uh, first match this weekend in Sydney. The vibe under New Wallabies coach Ewan McKenzie is pretty good. But he's had enough to steal a win against the... When was the last time he won the Bledisloe? Well, now, I want to say to you that what you said at the top is 100%. I would not know that the Bledisloe Cup is in Sydney. I know it's on because you see the stuff on telly. But it's in Sydney. It's five minutes up the road. And when the Lions were here, it was, it was Lions, rah, 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 rah. Bit but of an anti-climax, isn't it? You wouldn't even And yet know. it's the biggest thing in our... Uh, it's not even a sellout. In rugby, yeah. For the first time in a long time, it's not even a sellout. Um, and I know a lot of the rugby people have run out of money after the Lions tour, which is unheard of in, in past, obviously, a bad week in the share market. But this is ridiculous. I know it's almost good for you and McKenzie. He gets his free kick under the radar, and I think they'll go OK. I think they can win. Beat the All Blacks? I think they can beat the All Blacks. Oh, I have very I have grave reservations about them winning. I think they're the going to do something completely different. Well, what will they do differently, you think? Well, they're going to throw the ball around, even though you and traditionally as a kicker. Uh, uses his kickers a lot. For, uh, will Cooper open up or, I think uh, Cooper will open or up. Tamu? No, no, I think Cooper will open up. Well, and Tamu I think if you've got great Cooper, job with the Brumbies, he... Lea Fanu, and you've got... Uh, well, you've still got Genia and Cooper working together. Yeah, then you've got Hor Horville, Kepo. And I, I, I love Jesse Mogg at fullback. I love the whole back line. And if the forwards can maintain the rage, I think we can beat them in the backs. OK. There you go. That's the there headlines. Next up, it's toss-up. Speaking of rugby, facing off this week, Bill Pulver and David Smith. Cycling and athletics, the All-Stars and the Nines, and which should open up the season. It's very, very confusing. Yeah, very, yeah, very yeah, riveting. Fantastic. <laughs> Welcome back to the show. Time for toss-up. Two foes are up against each other. We have to decide the winner. And if you had said to me at the start of the year, I'm going to have Bill Pulver and Dave Smith up against each other, I would have said... What do you think the viewing audience would have thought? I would have said, a padded room. But that's what we're doing <laughs> first up. Who's had the better first year? Toss-up. Bill Pulver at the ARU. Yeah. Dave Smith at the NRL. I'm saying Bill Pulver, by the slenderest of margins, purely on the basis that he was able to... I don't know whether he did or not wield any influence... On, on having Israel Folau playing rugby union. But okay. I'm assuming that he may have, okay. and that in itself is a coup. Outside of that, I reckon they'll both line ball no, somewhere... No, you've, you've missed your calling. I'm saying Bill Pulver, also for one reason, and one reason alone, and he's a nice guy, but he sacked Robbie Deans. It was well no, and truly before sack, time... No, no. Robbie Deans had to go, and he also appointed Ewan McKenzie and didn't go down the path oh, of Jake White. So I'm giving Bill Pulver oh. the... Dave Smith was MIA <laughs> during the Cronulla scenario, so I wasn't happy with his lack of influence and lack of input there. So I think Dave Smith is still... Finding his feet. Finding his feet, Good. or at least spending his money, one oh, of the two. Fair suck of the, the staff. The, the, <laughs> interesting are. to see. Who do you reckon's paid the most? Who's paid? I, I don't think know. Dave Smith has paid more than Bill Pulver. 
Uh, Surprisingly. Well, we'll have to ask a Tom there Sawyer There is for that. a drug cloud hanging over the World Athletics Championships right now, as we know, and we all know cycling's got a massive drugs problem. So here's your toss-up. Which sport has the biggest drug cheats uh, issues? Cycling or track and field? I reckon track and field. No. By a short half head. No. I reckon cycling have been immersed in drugs, you know, since year dot. Yeah. So they're still working their way through. But they're blind to it. No, they no, don't. They don't. No, they ignore it. No, I don't think they are ignoring it anymore. They ignore it. There has no. been so many issues Not going on. Not since the Jerry Ryan's of the world have taken over shows like one, Green Edge. One corner no. of the world. Hang on, the bloke that Jerry Ryan appointed as the head of Green Edge team came out and admitted to being part of systematic doping. Kelly two players, two Kelly people. Baptiste. Look at O'Grady the men's hundred. and Matt White. No, no, no. Look at Usain o- Bolt. Look who he ran against. Gatlin, Rogers and Gay. All three drug cheats in the 100 metres. And Asafa Powell. And Asafa Powell. Look, and also Kellyanne Baptiste from Trinidad Tobago just got rubbed out again. Ver- she wouldn't I run understand. the 100. Veronica that's, Campbell-Brown. All that's of these just Jamaicans. the last week. I understand. But oh, cycling understand. has endemic problems for the last 25 years and they've refused to address them, except in the last couple of weeks where they picked out old mate Oh, no, Armstrong. it's been pretty well no. drug-free the last couple of them. <laughs> Last couple of Tour de France's. Pretty well. Tour de France, Tour de France. Now to the good side of the Athletics World titles. Whose win has impressed you the most after their repeat performance from the Olympics? 12 months later, they win the World Championship. Mo Farah in the 10,000 or Usain Bolt in the 100? I don't know how well you know athletics because I'm an athletics fan. Well, I was there. You know who Gemma Selassie is? Of course I do. You know who Bakili is? Yeah. Well, let me tell you, if Mo Farah... He's won the 5,000. If he wins the 10,000 in Moscow... He's already won the 10,000. Sorry, he won the 10,000. That's that's how much you know about it. No, no, no. If he wins it both, he'll be up there in lights like that. That's the equivalent. And then they want to have a match race between Mo Farah and Usain Bolt over uh, 600 metres or something. Well, he's run 328 over 1,500 metres in Monaco last year. 328 for You're disagreeing with me, but you're agreeing with me. I say that Mo Farah's performance is unbelievable. His performance in London was something to behold. Not only from... The pressure point of view, but the fact that he was he was there it was ridiculous. It was Kathy Freeman like. Usain Bolt just happens to be the fastest bloke. You also on gotta know planet. where Mo Farah came from. You know where Mo Farah was about five years ago? Where? Well he came back with uh, with Mottram. He trained with Mottram here in Australia. And Nick Badoza. Another, another one Nick, we let go. And Nick Badoza the coach. And Nick Badoza takes a lot of credit for uh, bringing him up to speed. We both agree. Mo Farah, well done. Finally, the All-Stars have been punted in favour of a Nines Rugby League tournament. To open up the season next year, it's being promoted uh, by a uh, former by player in New Zealand, Dean Lonigan. Yes. But which would you prefer, the All-Stars or the Nines? The All-Stars by 100 metres. The Nines is all about what 2020 cricket is. It's a nothing... It's a nothing... Just, uh, Concept. The All Stars have really gleaned some traction over the last two yeah, or three nobody years. Nobody wants to play the All Stars. No. There's about 11 to 12 or 15 blokes. What are you going to go? Mickey Mouse 2020 competition over a weekend in New Zealand, uh, playing every club goes there you know for what? a weekend. Yes, over a... I am. I'm oh. going for something that's a little bit different than just. What do I tell you about league? the cricket, Australian cricket side? Yeah. The same thing. Hit so and miss, what? hit and giggle. So a nines weekend once a year is going to ruin rugby league. Are you serious? It's not Big Bash, IPL, EPL, something else, PL. Turn the camera on me, will you? Why? I want to teach you something. Platitudes, slogans, deceit and uh, That and other guile, word that I don't know how to and spell. Guile, guile. Are finished in this country. That'll do it. Toss-up is done. Next up, we do back. some content and some real muscle. Speaking of content, new segment. Sack or back. We're going to either sack or back Luis Suarez, Benji Marshall and the DRS in cricket. Yes. Uh, this now we're going to leave out the crack. Yes. That's all Sam Burgess's department. i tell you what. Hello, Sammy. 
Time for something a little different here on PTI Australia. We're going to throw up some names and decide whether we should sack them, as in get rid of them, or yep. back them, or retain them. If you yeah, know I, I mean. like it. First up, the drama over Luis Suarez wanting a transfer <laughs> away from Liverpool continues. So if you were the boss of Liverpool for five seconds, what would, would I you do? back him or sack him? See, conceptually, this is great. It's the execution that worries me. What I would do is immediately cull him until he made an unconditional apology to every member of the club and the supporters. Until that stage that he was really committed to the club. So you're supporting the club who've done exactly that and they've got him training out on his own. Exactly. Well, I would agree with you because these guys are getting too much power. Player power is getting way out of hand. Australian cricket, I this told you. This whole culture thing works within a club. You look at Geelong, who, when they got Brian Cook in, he changed the culture. He said, oh, the club is more important than the players. You'll be gone, the club will stay. Then they became winners. Make sure your front office is right and it comes, it filters uh, down. It does. Sack him. And it. sack him the soon. And it's not about the money. Sack him and let someone else get... That's, and send the sure. clear message out there. You know there. what? They're going to have the same issue in two or three months as you've got. Discipline is the absolutely critical in Correct. sport. Correct. Which brings us to Benji Marshall. He's officially an Auckland Blue for next year. On the weekend, you saw pictures of him sitting in someone's house wearing someone else's jumper. But for the remainder of the season... He is still a West Tiger. So would you sack him or back him at the Tigers? Look, I mulled over this for some time. Benji's been a wonderful servant of uh, the West Tigers. We know that. He's been probably their uh, soul to a large degree. Mm. But the reality is this year it's just been a nothing event for both parties. I think whoever advises Benny, whoever is management, Benny's nearly 30 years of age. So he should be able to define between right and wrong. What he did was reprehensible about, you know, parading himself in front of Facebook with the Auckland Guernsey on. That was just rubbing salt so in the wound. So back him or sack him? I would, on that basis, I would sack you. And I mean that without any fear of equivocation, I would dismiss you on the spot. But then again, it's rugby league. They are far more tolerant. I was backing, 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 backing until Discipline. I read something on Sunday. He said, 200 games is just a number. I don't play for statistics. That, to me, says that his head's gone as well. It's not about sacking Benji. It's about giving somebody else an opportunity. So technically, you're giving him the <laughs> flick pass... And forget about You're the two. Sacking him for the right reasons as disciplinary. Sack him. Send a clear message out there, The Russell. DRS in cricket has copped plenty of criticism over the past month, let alone the past week. Cricketism. So simple. Cricketism, thank you. Yeah, I like it. So, would you sack or back the DRS? Uh, no, I would back it. But, 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 it's flawed at the moment. There's a few flaws. You've got to understand why it was introduced from the outset. Mm. Initially, it was introduced to get rid of the howler. Now, it's there sort were, of lost its way a little two bit. Two howlers, three howlers this test alone. Exactly. Three, three uh, howlers this test alone, which went I know. the keeper. I'm going to do this. I'd be sacking it and I'd be sacking some of the old crony umpires that have lost their way and get so, guys like Paul Rifle and guys that are a bit younger and okay. ex-players who can still see when well, the ball's going to hit the stumps. You've still got to tweak it, but what I would like to see happen... Sack it. It's just not apart working. Apart from and, just the howl. Hang on. The other thing that's not working... Is you can't have two challenges. That means that the third one, which is the howler, doesn't get work. You, it's either all in or nothing. You can't get a half wet foot. All I'm just it. saying, we have taken too much responsibility of the individual, which is a societal but the issue. Are it's a societal issue. Give more more responsibility to the umpires. But when I'm the sacking. howler, the obvious evolves, let's go to the. Uh, You're DRS. backing it, righto. A few weeks ago in the election campaign and on Sunday, one of the great moments in television, the first debate between and... So, would you sack 
or back the debates? I would absolutely sack the debates. <laughs> I couldn't they sack just them quick they, they just bear no, re- they bear no relevance to anyone. I would run them out yeah, of town. I would. Them. I've uh, sacked everything. But The only way you could make them work, uh, I think you'd make them work, if you set the terms of reference very strictly. No, I tell that you. They would have to... No, every time me, they say something stupid, Russell, a piece of their clothing comes off. Why like don't the you old, listen to someone... Right. You would make them work... You, you'd look, what you'd, about the handshake? You'd, you'd have three uh, issues to discuss. You know, whatever they may be, whether it's migration, whether it be water policy, or whether it be the economy, and stipulate and keep it tight and make them elaborate and in a couple of notes? minutes. And no notes. notes. What if about you need the, notes, you're in trouble. You see the picture in the thing? Yeah, how pathetic. So <laughs> insincere. And what infuriates And the other thing I'd like to see in this country, people that haven't worked for six months and don't pay tax should relinquish their right to vote. Because our vote is the same as someone that's looking for some a crutch. Exactly. exactly. I'd be sacking it, but maybe you could put some bloopers in about some of their campaigns and make it a funny thing, and then you could back it. Bring back it was enjoyable. I want the death penalty brought back for drug dealers. <laughs> I tell you what, yeah, Here's the Sam Kekovich, yeah, not necessarily... I get rid of a lot of the Tom Sawyers that we use. Right, that's, that's, lawyers. that's it. I'd be sacking Kekka the way ah, things are going. We'll just sack it or back it. That's our segment. You better get onto our Facebook page. Tell us what you think next up. Big finish, happy time. And the Sporting Bet Best Bets of the Week. That's you went it. too far. As usual, you go too far. Happy birthday this week to the Lakers legend, Magic Johnson, the great man. He's 54. And we should see him out here next year when the LA Dodgers are in town as he, what? Owns them <laughs> up against the Arizona D-backs. Happy anniversary this week to Usain Bolt. Four years ago, of course, he set the current world record of 9.58 for the 100. Celebrated again by winning the world title, as we know, on the back of the Olympics. Oh, yeah. He's and happy trails, North Melbourne. They are the best side in the history of the game to miss out in the finals. Or are they, as you rightly point out, the, the best side in the competition? Pretenders. It is criminal what's happening at Kangaroo. Now for the here. big finish, and Daniel Gill's in the US ready for his title offence against Brit Darren Barker on the weekend. You can see it all on main event Sunday. Surely, real deal Gill gets the deal done. What a great champion he is. The most dignified, articulate boxer Love I've ever him. met in my life. It's official the Socceroos will play Brazil in a friendly in September on their home turf. How close can Australia get to them, do you think? About a metre away as they walk onto the field, as close as they get. Still on football. The EPL kicks off this weekend. No Alex Ferguson at Man U, so I think Man City are morals to win. What about you? I'm going for Liverpool this year. And Super Rugby plans to expand in a couple of years to include teams from Argentina and Japan. Good idea or bad? Uh, it's a bad idea. Sporting bet, best bets for the week. I'm on North Melbourne to beat Essendon. <laughs> You're on the All Blacks. To beat the Wallabies. Sporting bet, think Manly will belt South on Friday night. That'll do it. I'm Russell Barwick. See you next week. And as always, I'm Sam Kikovic. And more importantly, I'm Fia Dickham. You know, it makes sense. You're a mug. You're a mug. <laughs> You're a goose. What's the other? What's another one? You're a mug leg. Bye.